0: Thank you. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Long Live Play, the weekly number one Australian PlayStation podcast hosted by myself, Gavin De Whitehurst, and the Morty to my Rick, Mr. Kale Adam how you going? Better than some, but worse than most. Explain. I don't know, just one of those. Yeah. No, I'm actually pretty good. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. See, you just you you just thought of one line to say after I said "Hey, gone." I did, and you had nothing to back it up. No, with. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have my heart into it. What you need to do mm. is you need to actually have an answer to it rather than a line. The problem
1: is you have a scripted line, and then I'm left to flail. <laughs> my uh... improv is not quite on point let's say
0: yeah we've i've noticed actually i'm gonna say we've noticed but no i've noticed because i'm the one that edits this and i'm the one that notices your lack of skill how fucking dare you (laughs) can i can i say that is that fair fucking you can say whatever you want (laughs) dude i'll cut it out later i am your god bow to me What's going on? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm on holidays at the moment, which is way better than being at work. So, who would have thunk it being not at work better than being at work?
1: It's a beautiful thing. Would you like to relay the story of your travels in the last 24 hours?
0: Of yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Like, we were, I thought we were going to record in person, Govinda. What happened to that? Nah, we don't have to. Do okay, sure. I drove to the Sunshine Coast mm. for all the internationals. It's like maybe hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, To record in person. Not only for that, but we'll get to the rest later. And while packing my car, I put a microphone down, Mm. but I just never picked it up again Yeah. to put into my car. That's fair. So pretty much a minute or two after getting to your house, I'd realised I didn't have the microphone.
1: Would you consider that crucial to the recording of a podcast, the microphone, or is that just tertiary? (laughs)
0: Neither here nor there I don't know I like to just <laughs> scream Into the abyss To, to record mm. um, Sometimes it works Sometimes it doesn't And only Your chosen god Actually hears me When I do that So
1: Which could be of Any denomination
0: Any denomination any art, at all. You choose
1: whatever you like
0: <laughs> I like to I like to try and summon Bahamut mm. But uh Doesn't usually work Yeah, so I I just completely forgot to bring a microphone to record a podcast, and of the two things that I needed to bring, that is 50% of it, and it it meant that we didn't record the day we usually record, we're actually a day late, which means this podcast is probably going to (laughs) go up a little bit later on Wednesday again, but hey, you won't know it until you listen to it, which will be on Wednesday, so we're good. This is good. Uh, But I'm on holidays, and it's awesome.
1: That's beautiful. Speaking of holidays, our American friends just celebrated one. It's a lovely time, one that you've uh, partaken in yourself, I believe, Govinda.
0: It is, yes. You're referring to the 4th of July, considering that today is the day after the 4th of July. <laughs> just uh, ever so slightly. i just like to always uh,
1: point out that this so-called Independence Day is in fact a lie. And that Americans are traitors to their rightful Royal Highness King George Third, And they only won their independence through the meddling of the French. Alright, and one day they shall all return to the fold. <laughs> um
0: that was weird um i didn't know you were such a royalist yeah i was gonna say conservative liberal no i'm a royalist (laughs) yeah yeah that was a weird turn uh for me i'm i'm sort of in the mind frame that australia too should seek independence from the crown i agree because what have they done for me lately not much exactly and then what i would like But then it's like four-year terms if we do like a a US presidency kind of thing. Isn't it three years at the moment for a prime minister? Who knows? Who fucking knows? Isn't it crazy to live in a country and care way more about another country's politics than my own? I think, yeah, the argument would be we would go republic, like America. Yeah, we'd have a president and not a prime minister, but... I don't really want our prime minister to become a president.
1: It's better than having a queen. Right now we're a parliamentarian monarchy. <laughs> it's, <laughs>
0: it's a little outdated. <laughs> I don't even know if she, that queen can like, talk anymore. She, she's old. Oh, I don't think I've heard her speak How ever. fucking dare you? This is nah, dude. England's I'm, I'm, I'm out on the royal family. I'm fucking out on the royal longest
1: family. Longest reigning monarch. And you fucking put some respect in your mouth when you speak the name.
0: Can you say the word figurehead? She does literally nothing. She brings. She wears colorful clothes that you can green screen stuff on, and that's it. I learned a little bit about
1: it when there was the whole um, Harry and Meghan interview. Apparently, they pay for themselves through like, you know, tourist dollars, visitors to Buckingham Palace. Like they're they're actually like a
0: boon. That's great for the UK, but what the fuck do they do for me? As an individual Australian, well, it
1: doesn't. This is getting fucking very deep,
0: but I mean, we used to have nothing. Get them out of here. We
1: used to have great visa advantages with other Commonwealth countries, but I don't think that's really the case anymore. Oh, look,
0: now that they now that Brexit's happened, I don't (laughs) give a (laughs) shit. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anyway, sorry. We we can move on. Yeah, definitely. Um, Really quickly, though, we do need to touch on another revision. Of the flat out like a lizard drinking situation.
1: This is true. This was uh, brought to our attention by a listener who shall remain nameless.
0: Yeah, and definitely not the same person that we spoke about last time. (laughs) Wink, wink. So I always thought flat out like a lizard drinking meant you were busy.
1: And I've actually ran this by several people and they all agreed that they thought
0: that is what it means. But it doesn't. No. Because what it isn't actually meaning is that because a lizard doesn't actually physically drink, it absorbs it through its skin... It drinking is a waste of time. Mm. So when you are flat out like a lizard drinking, you are being lazy. Or useless. Or useless, I guess. Yeah, you are are misusing your time. (laughs) (laughs) Some would say you're being wasteful or redundant. It's important we set this matter straight stay tuned because it it might we might get updates to this <laughs> this could we, be wrong as, as, as well go along. Who, who
1: knows what was the other one uh Greedfall. uh the ps5 upgrade we were talking about last week they uh pulled a final fantasy 7 remake as i like to call and you'll actually need to purchase the game proper to get that upgrade
0: the uh free yeah, so they- oh sorry well, I was going to say, yeah, they gave us the free version on PS Plus. Yeah. And that version will not be upgraded for free. You need to buy the game.
1: Which is like, I get it, but at the same time, it's pretty cheeky, let's
0: say. Well, it's just, this is what it's become of. For, I, I imagine for a lot of people, not just me, it just means that I'm not playing the game now.
1: Yeah, it's right. Like, I'm not going to buy it. I'm just not. Yeah,
0: so I, I don't know if it was like the best play for them. Because I don't think that's going to be enough to, like, swing a lot of people. But I'm sure they'll they'll probably get some. It is, But it's like, I'm not uh, doing it. It makes me think
1: about, like, how stupid this whole situation is with, like, PS5 versions and, like, who gets what. Like, we used to make fun of, or at least I always thought it was a little funny, the smart delivery that Xbox has. It's just a streamlined version of this garbage where you just... You know, like, it's always, like, you need to do a bit of research to find out exactly what you need to do to get these enhancements. Like, it's not always clear-cut.
0: Yeah, I guess for someone, like, a layman like you, for sure. Certainly me. But usually it's not that difficult. The one thing I think is weird is, like, when you're going to download a game, you have to be really careful that you actually download the right version.
1: Yes, I've done that several times.
0: Or there's even the instance where you go to download a game and it downloads both the PS4 and the PS5 version. That gets me. That's annoying. Does that get your goat? Oh, it gets my goat going. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a sexual thing? Get your goat? I don't know. I've never heard of that until you just said it now.
1: Mm. We'll look into this over the course of the week and I'll have an update for
0: you next time. Uh, Maybe we can get your anonymous source to do a bit of research (laughs) on get your goat.
1: Um, Okay, Govinda, how about we just roll right into what you've been playing?
0: What I've been playing, at this point, is just what we've been playing, and it's because we've literally played the same two things.
1: Yeah. I've continued to play through The Outer Worlds, and at some point in the last week, decided to go for the Platinum Trophy.
0: Which kills me. For reasons we'll go into.
1: (laughs) So there's been a lot of that. That required um, a lot of planning, a lot of thought, and a quick another playthrough, which isn't as bad as it sounds. You can actually what do like, you mean
0: a quick another playthrough. Like when did you like at what point in the story did you decide to start again? Basically
1: right at the end when
0: I realized I'd fucked up a couple of trophies. So in racing terminology, you've lapped me, right?
1: Yeah. But I mean like my first one I, you know, probably played for like maybe 15, 20 hours. This second one I played for like four. I've got the other one at a point where I just need to finish the game to get the supernova trophy. This new one is yep. just on easy. Oh, uh, so spurge. you...
0: Okay, that I, I makes sense. You are smashing through. Yeah, now yeah, Just yeah. to clean up. Yeah, so the reason it kills me is because my most esteemed trophy mm. is my New Vegas Platinum. And it's esteemed because it's, it's a rare one. Yeah. Uh, it's, I believe 1.2% of the players that have ever played it have got the Platinum Trophy. Which At least on a, PlayStation.
1: That is very low. And we even went through our lists and we couldn't see
0: another that was that low of all the platinums we've got
1: between us. Now
0: I covet this trophy. <laughs> and Kale when he if I'm gonna say if it feels like a sure thing at this oh, point, yeah, but if happen. he if he gets this platinum trophy, it'll be a 0.9% uh, yeah. rarity. That's unacceptable. So I've got to say I am gonna platinum this game now. <laughs> Even though this morning I said I probably wasn't because I couldn't be bothered. I just I <laughs> the need the fact to. that we got here and put this record down. <laughs> is what <that laughs> happened. Kale and I have like a. Informal, not very serious, but we look at it sometimes. Trophy competition. (laughs) Yeah, I have three more platinums than him at this moment in time on twenty six, and he has twenty three. But I guess I'm one. I'll either need to get out of world platinum, or I'll just need to find another game to platinum to keep my lead.
1: I think that percentage, in total fairness, is probably more to do with the sales of the game than the actual difficulty. I I was very shocked to see that. There's no reason it should be. That few people should have it.
0: I have a feeling it's, it's partly because of just the survival mode requirement. Yeah. And which... I think that's the same reason why New Vegas was at 1.2 and still is after being out for a billion years.
1: Yeah. You do also you do have to um do a bit of planning or you'd have to play it like
0: five times otherwise. But you
1: can do it all in one playthrough with a little save scumming. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, all trophy hunters know about the save sky. Oh,
1: yeah, it's a beautiful thing. But, um, and again, well, not to belabor the point, but it's it's a really good game, and like you actually said, the more I've been playing it, the more I'm into it. I actually bought Scarlet Nexus and haven't played it.
0: Yeah, no, it's really uh, sunk its claws into me. I want to say, like, probably like Monarch. Like, once I finished on Monarch and made that decision, yeah, uh, that's where I was like, ah, oh, this is good, and I do want to play it. And it is essentially all I've played for the last like week, and I have time off, so I've put in some good time into it. Yeah. Um, so I'm right at the end now, but then this whole trophy situation came <laughs> up, and now I feel obligated to clean up this playthrough and do as much as I can, so yep. that I, all I need to do next is a survival mode or what's it called, supernova difficulty playthrough, and just kind of smash through the supernova. I think my strategy is going to be just go in hard into like all my speech skills, yeah, and just try and talk my way out of everything, which is, funnily enough, kind of what I've done in this playthrough as well.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know what I just, I don't know why this just came to me. We cooled off on the Platinums for a long time, probably since we had the last podcast.
0: Oh, well, speak for yourself. I've gotten quite a few Platinums in the interim, and I feel like you kind of have too.
1: Yeah, but not really actively trying. This was one where I was like, oh no, I want this.
0: <laughs> like, I actually... That's true. I think you, you you were ahead of me for a little while, by like one, maybe two, and then I had a little run Mm. Uh, the the Spyro games, Spyro One and Two, was that a good couple little platinums to that snag. Your... <laughs> um, that was good fun actually. I'll, we should honestly maybe just have like a trophy a trophy discussion sometime.
1: Yeah, I like it too because like you and I both no longer have the time to just lose our lives to this. But it's kind of nice to like have that little thing to
0: work towards. Like it's that's why Ratchet was so good. Yeah, yeah. A nice easy trophy. It's attainable. I, I honestly usually if. Uh, most first-party games, I'll try and get that platinum. But the outliers is The Last of Us because I refused to play that multiplayer, even though it was really good for mm. as long as they needed you to play it. Can you even do that anymore? I think they might probably not taken it offline or something. I think the servers are offline, so the platinum's probably unattainable now. I don't know if that's or, true.
1: That might. I don't know if that's true. I just made that up. We off. should
0: look into that because maybe what that means is I could somehow pull my old save. And just, because I was in, like, I was at the hospital on crushing, like, on the hardest difficulty. Yeah, ready to do it. Like, I was ready to finish that game, and then I, I looked into, like, it's, like, 60 to 80 hours of online play to do what you need to do, and I was like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> oh,
1: Absolutely and that's not. right. It was, like, and you could lose. Like, you weren't guaranteed to get it. You needed to, like, actually win you, the camp, like, the meta game I, of it. You need to finish the
0: factions. Yeah,
1: and you could... You need to finish, finish both it. factions.
0: <laughs> I actually didn't realize you could fail that. I thought it was just you play it enough and you will finish it. But it's just a lot of play. Yeah, I think you need to be like consistently winning. But there's a few. Even when we were looking at the trophies last night, there was a few that I'm like, I should go back and do that. Like oh. I, I was surprised that I didn't have more trophies in Uncharted Three. So maybe I'll go back and have a look at that. I think I have the Uncharted collection somewhere. It's probably part of that PS Plus collection that you get with the PS Five. So
1: what a what better way to spend your precious. Several weeks off than just mainlining
0: trophy. Hunting. Look, well, lockdown started pretty much as soon as my time off started, so I thought it was a pretty good time to get through some stuff. And then I, once lockdown lifted, I'm just, I have no plans now. Yeah, okay. Everything's ruined.
1: Moving right along. Uh, I guess we'll, maybe we'll come back around to Outer Worlds next week, I imagine. I'm hoping to be done, I, I-, I wanted to say. I-, I think I will have it done in a, like a day or two, and I'll jump into I it. guarantee
0: nothing. Yeah. I'm going to try to do my cleanup like, this week and finish this playthrough, and then then we can definitely talk about it. And then once I do the Supernova, I won't talk about it again.
1: Yeah, no, that's it. Like, that's, I won't even...
0: That's a good place to I won't even it. talk about it while I'm doing it. I'll talk about it once... Like, I'll just... It'll <laughs> happen. I'll tell you when I finish the Supernova and got the Platinum, but other than that, I'll just stop.
1: It'll be off-screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, you did come up last night for the express purpose, really, of uh, us finishing our group playthrough of Resident Evil Village. Which we did. Yes. We did. We um, did finish it, and it was a uh, it was a bittersweet experience, let's say, <laughs> because where we left off, it turns out we'd seen all the good parts.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely was the case. It really took a a downward turn mm. when we picked it up again, and it was also like a little bit disjointed because we haven't played it for like a month. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And then we came back to it and tried to pick up where we left off. So I was a little bit murky on the story and a little bit murky on like where we were and a little
1: bit murky on how
0: to play the game.
1: Yeah, that did t- t- take a bit of doing to get back up it to
0: the... It felt bad going back. i got to say, it
1: just feels bad in general. It's not a good shooter and you spend so... And no spoilers, but you do spend a lot of time shooting at the end, which is a common misstep of the Resident Evil games that just goes full action, forgets what it even is,
0: and it's not built for it. No. Like, it felt so bad as a shooter. And I get it to an extent early on when it's, like, a little bit more survivally. And you're not even shooting a whole lot, but just mm. when you need to. And it it's hard to do, so it makes it a little more stressful. Yeah. But we got to the end of that game, and it was, like, full-on action. And it feels like shit.
1: Infinite ammo, and they just throw enemies at you. And you're just like, what is this anymore? Like, it's... <laughs> And a succession of bad boss fights.
0: I could have done without. Quite yeah, like honestly. back to back, like two of the worst boss fights. Probably the two worst boss fights in the game, back to back to finish it. Yeah, actually three. I'll, I'll throw in. Yeah, anyway. You're talking about Fishman. You can say it. It's not a spoiler. Okay, propeller guy, Pro- propeller last dude, junkyard dude,
1: and the final boss.
0: I'll throw her in as well. Oh, it was, so all... was like four back to backs because I thought Fishman oh, yeah. was a bit meh as well.
1: That's most of the bosses (laughs) at that
0: point. Yeah, that's true, and I didn't even think about it. Like, it's four back-to-back, sort of, but there's a big level between the Fishman and the other three, but those three are back-to-back-to-back. Like, there's really not a lot between them.
1: The whole last area was really a drag, and unfortunately, we just stopped playing at the very start of it, so we jumped back in to the worst area. We spent so long walking in circles. It all looks the same. It's boring.
0: And it's just not what it's meant to be. Like, it's... A survival horror game, and you get in, and it's just, like, guns are blazing.
1: Unfortunately, though, like, modern Resident Evil is that, and even, like, the end of Resident Evil 4, it does it, Resident Evil 5 does it, 6 does it the whole way through, (laughs) 7 does it at the end, like, it's... Imagine if they didn't do that for one, that'd be cool. It would be cool, but they won't, because there's going to be a friggin' sequel to this one. (laughs) It's going to be more
0: of the same. Even, like, the final boss felt almost identical, except for setting to the final boss of 5.
1: I don't even remember that. It's oh, just like
0: one person kind of OP and you're just in a little arena and in the uh, lava, it, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, was yeah. the lava. Or a volcano, I think it is.
0: Well, potato potato. <laughs> Who says potato by the way? Anyway, that doesn't matter. So yeah, look, we finished it. I'm just more shocked at like the steam reviews are 10 out of 10. It's which crazy. I just cannot be on board with. People people are crazy. We've we've talked about this, about the review
1: scale and how like you need to not everything is a ten, and that's all right. Like,
0: oh <laughs> yeah, look. If we start doing reviews, a five is like a, a is average. It's an average game. I'd say like a six is a recommended. A six out of ten. That's it's like, above average.
1: Yeah, you're like you should play this, but in you know the modern parlance, that's like an egregiously bad game. A six out of ten. You're like I will never touch that. <laughs>
0: that's, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna shake it up if we do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. Imagine that. Imagine.
1: Look, okay, let's move into our next little segment, which is a new segment that's happened organically. Organically?
0: and uh, I don't even know what we would call this. Are we calling this, like, updates? I guess so. It's kind of updates. We're just getting a
1: slew of PS5 upgrades all the time, and as we discussed, whenever one drops, I have to jump in and try it, because it makes what is old new again, and uh, I'm broken in that way, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh Doom Eternal just got a nice 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 little PS5 upgrade. It got uh three new modes only available on PS5 obviously. Uh it's performance balanced and RT. RT performance? Uh I might have might have stuffed no. that
0: up. No. No, no. Performance balanced and ray tracing mode. Oh okay, okay. The okay. balance would be a balance between ray tracing and performance.
1: I think it's doesn't have ray. Tracing I'm only. I'm it.
0: just basing this off what you said, so it's up to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, performance does 120 FPS at 1550p. Balanced is 60 at 2160, and
0: that's 4K for anyone. Yeah,
1: home. Uh, and ray tracing gets 60 FPS with ray tracing at 1800. So it's kind of like the oh. middle ground, and that's what I would use.
0: Oh, 100. Um, percent Yeah, it's, that's actually not bad. 1800 is not far for full 4K image, and to get a, 60 frames is good. I mentioned it to you last
1: night, but shout out to the um, Digital Foundry, of course. They do have such a good showcase of what that means in Doom Eternal.
0: They're the only ones to pay attention to. And my
1: poor, long-suffering wife, I made her watch it. She's like, I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, cool. The reflections look cooler. <laughs> but it's good. It's really impressive. So I yeah, actually, oh, uh, huh, maybe I jump into that real quick. I've never yeah, do it. I've never really played Doom Eternal. Like I got through a couple of
0: stages. I own it, but I played the first Doom a little bit. I didn't finish it. Single player shooters just aren't it for me most of the time. Yeah. I mean, people love this game. Unless it's got like a twist, I guess I don't know. Even like like Bioshock is the first-person shooter. I love that shit, but I I haven't played one in a long time, other than like the Call of Duty like Modern Warfare story. But that's only like eight hours long at best, and it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, Metro was alright. It didn't hold me, but that was kind of pretty solid that's shooting. That thing it never holds me. That's why it needs to be a short short campaign. But I'll never pay full price for it. Uh, <laughs> on top of the Doom update, Ratchet and Clank and Miles Morales both got improvements to their ray tracing mode, which is uh, like I think mainly was just improved reflections for yeah. everything that is reflecting. Which is a lot, especially in a city. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, they've also added 120 FPS mode on both games. Yeah. I assume at a reduced resolution. I didn't look too much into this. I just read the headline. Don't judge me. <laughs> and they're also now targeting a higher frame rate in their like fidelity mode, which is now targeting 40 frames a second in both games. Mm. Uh, so Insomniac has been hard at work there. And they, they do are that. just pumping stuff out. It's crazy. They
1: did that for Spider Man. Oh, was it just. Oh, sorry. It was Miles Morales. Didn't they do that for the base game too?
0: I don't think they added ray tracing into the original. No, they definitely upgraded. Know. Maybe they did. I yeah. honestly don't know. I didn't play it because I'd already platinumed it on the PS4, so I didn't feel the need to play it again. But what this is teaching me is that I shouldn't buy PlayStation <laughs> exclusives at launch.
1: No, you should give it a month. Because I finished both
0: of them before any of these updates went through. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're just way better.
1: The one that always gets me is like, you know, they'll add in like new game plus or something, or like they'll add a new difficulty or something, but it's always just after you've beaten it. I think uh, The Last of Us did this actually, part two. Wanted to say as well, like I'm certainly less technical than you are, but I have an awesome PC and it's been capable of running games at 120. I can't tell the difference. Like I can clearly see the difference between 30 and 60. And in fact, I won't go back. But 120 seems overkill to me. I do not need that.
0: I don't need it, but I want it, but I can't have it because my monitor is a 60 hertz HDR all 4K right, monitor. All right, all right. And so I'm capped at that 60. But hey, one day I'll do it. It's going to be great.
1: I truly can't tell the difference. Like, it's already so smooth at 60. Like, to be smoother, like, it's, I don't know. It's
0: possible. Yeah, look, it certainly is. And PlayStation Plus got announced. Tell me more, Kale. So this is for July. They are available today in Australia.
1: If you're in America, I guess it doesn't matter. This is We exist outside of time. Uh, you've got uh, a Plague Tale Innocence for PS5, something I'm also intrigued with. Suddenly there's games I want to play starting to stack up. <laughs> uh,
0: I thought you told me there were no games to play. I know, now.
1: I know. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 for PS4, and WWE 2K Battlegrounds for PS4. It's just a plague tale for me. I have no interest in the other two. I
0: have no interest in the other two at all. I, there is a point where I, I considered momentarily playing Black Ops 4 Story, <laughs> yeah. and then I and then I really quickly was like, I uh, maybe won't even add this to my library.
1: Yeah, it's fair. I'll never get around to it.
0: And WWE 2K Battlegrounds, like maybe I'll like I'll add all of these to my library. I always do, but I will almost certainly not play COD or WWE.
1: Just to further alienate any American here, I've just what the fuck is wrestling? <laughs> like, it's, it's never been a thing for me in my life. I don't get it. Like why? <laughs>
0: it's so popular. I had a brief. I had a brief moment in wrestling. It actually won me uh, trivia that question. Oh. It asked me what the Monday Night Wrestling was called. And from my Raw? brief moments as a Yeah There you go. Well, yes, just... it's Monday Night Raw. That was worth five points. We won by two points.
1: I did, I will say, when I was a teenager, a mutual friend of ours uh paid for a pay-per-view, which was really hard and expensive to do in Australia. And it was the one where um the Undertaker comes back from the dead, and it was actually yeah. pretty gnarly. But it's I just don't a show.
0: <laughs> but it's also been quietly just kegging ever since then. I'm like, I'm unaware of what's happening in wrestling. <laughs> it's it's fake to the point where they're not really getting beaten up and passing out But it is real in the fact that, like, I, I saw a random clip the other day of, like, a cage match happening I don't know why I saw this, but I did And they were on top of the cage, like, outside it and on top of it mm. And then someone got thrown through the cage and onto the the actual arena below And, <laughs> like, they fell a really long distance directly on their back
1: I mean... That one dude died, right? Wait, what? A really famous wrestler, like, died in the middle of a match doing something uh, like that. I didn't know this.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I was like, there's just, like, what they're doing is impressive. I just don't watch it or care.
1: Yeah, anyway. <laughs>
0: anyway, that was a weird random aside. I'm glad we got there. But
1: what would you would you check out A Plague Tale?
0: Oh, I'm definitely going to check out A Plague Tale. It uh, looks interesting. I don't know if I'll stick with it. Because uh, I did watch a review and it was like, this is really good, but... And there's a, there's a few buts that kind of... Yeah. Held me off.
1: There is the uh, sequel coming, so that that's something.
0: So, uh, do you know how long it goes for? I can't I imagine it's... it's a super long game. Yeah, I'd say it'd be fairly manageable. Maybe. Yeah. Like... All right, look, if it's if it's not too bad, I'll definitely I'll definitely have a look. I'm interested, especially with, like, a PS5 update.
1: I'd have to say under 10 hours. I have nothing to base that on, <laughs>
0: but I'm throwing I'm it out. I'm hoping... I'm personally hoping for, like, a six-hour experience.
1: Uh, look, I actually want to know now.
0: Okay, you looked that up. As I'd mentioned before, and something that everyone should do is just add everything to your library always.
1: Of course, Howlongtobeat.com, fantastic resource. Ten and a half hours for main story, completionist, 16 hours.
0: Oh, I'm not going to be a completionist.
1: That's longer than I would have thought. Main plus extras is 12 and a half. It's
0: more than I was expecting. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I will maybe do the story, maybe. It's a solid maybe, though, at best. (laughs) That's going to be a hard maybe from me. (laughs) Look, I'm just going to dive right into the news, Govinda. Let's get into the news we care
1: about, Kale. Go for it. Long predicted by industry pundits, the inevitable has finally occurred. The Finnish studio, Housemark, developers of the recent PS5-exclusive Returnal and notable for their many excellent arcade games, has been acquired by Sony. This means that Housemark will join the hallowed halls of the first party, alongside such luminaries as Naughty Dog and Insomniac Games, and all future releases will be exclusive to PlayStation consoles. No details on financials were disclosed, but it is sure fun to speculate. Insomniac Games cost two hundred and twenty-nine million dollars. Govinda, how much do you reckon they paid for House Mark?
0: They paid two hundred and twenty-nine million for Insomniac, which is a fucking bargain. Which is a bargain, but I don't think I don't think you're spending that sort of money on House Mark. I would say in the realm of like one fifty.
1: I w- the number that jumped into my head was a hundred, maybe eighty. I don't know that. Housemark is on the same level.
0: Yeah, by the time they bought Insomniac, they'd already made like every Ratchet and Clank game up until the last two. They've made Infamous and I believe Infamous 2 by that point as well, which were pretty big for Sony as exclusives. So I just really don't see Housemark pulling more than like 150.
1: No, I think I always got the impression that Housemark was like kind of just one bad game away from
0: going under. Maybe. I know yeah, no, look, I I don't even think one I think one pushing it too, honestly. Like yep. they Returnal was big for them, for sure. Yeah. Like Resogun was a launch free launch game that was a bit it was fine, but very arcadey if you're into it. Dead Nation was awesome, but Alien Nation felt a little like it missed the mark
1: if you'll remember they put out like a press release or something it was basically talking about how like the arcade industry is dead and that people just don't buy those games like and that's why they pivoted if you remember they tried to like get into battle royale and cancelled it before returnal um oh
0: i actually didn't know about that yeah i honestly hope they pivot more (laughs) (laughs) i hope they pivot more even returnal is too arcadey I want like that sort of gameplay level, but just give me a give me a story.
1: I'm with you on that. I would have loved like there is enough of an interesting story there, but it was ruined by randomness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ruined by randomness. Yeah, I think I'm just I'm not I don't do roguelikes anymore. I'm not paying. I'm I'm definitely never paying full price like a full price AAA price for a roguelike ever yeah, again. Yeah, it's
1: that doesn't feel um, appropriate, honestly. It's, no. <laughs> Well, it'll be interesting to see where they go next. Uh, they have said that it's obviously PR speak, but they said that the next game will be bigger than Returnal.
0: Of course, it will be. Oh yeah, uh, of course it will be. Although they they did say apparently Housemark was offered deals by like Microsoft and actually they didn't say Microsoft. They said companies in the US, companies in China, and companies in like Denmark oh. had all had talked with them and offered them deals, and they went with Sony because Sony wanted them to keep making the games they wanted to make.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they at this point they're synonymous with Sony.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. But I like they could easily be outbid by Microsoft or like was it Tencent in China? Yeah, I don't know who was in Denmark, but <laughs> um, they people were speculating because there's only like kind of three people. There's only like one big company per region. Yeah, and so they were thinking, uh, yeah, Microsoft for the US. Ten cent for China and there was I don't know the name You're of like it, there was Deep one. Silver or something? Demo. Are they over there? No, 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 hmm. no. It wasn't it wasn't them. Um, maybe their parent company or something like that. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so I'm I, I hope Sony kind of at least pushes them in a direction that's a little bit more like a cohesive game rather than like a roguelike arcadey kind of vibe, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. We're going to move on to another sort of acquisition. Mm. It's been acquisition, the the week of acquisition. It is, actually. (laughs) Or hearsay, I don't know. When the news of Housemark's acquisition was revealed on Twitter, things did not go swimmingly. Initially, an image announcing the purchase of noted Porthouse Bluepoint Games, the studio that remade Demon's Souls for the PS5, was mistakenly uploaded by PlayStation Japan's account instead. Much more than a simple series of typos, the image itself shows a snapshot of other first party games, with the knight from Demon's Souls included. For this to have been an actual mistake, it would have taken coordination across several teams. While Sony has yet to comment officially, and likely won't, Bluepoint firmly maintains that it is fully independent, updating its official Twitter buyer to explicitly state so. Something odd is going on though, as the marketing image was no mistake. It would make an incredible amount of sense for Sony to lock down the masterful port studio. Yes, it would. Yeah, they do a lot of work for Sony, because it wasn't even just Demon's Souls. That's the most recent one, but they also did Shadow of the Colossus, the PS4 remaster. Um, They've done a few good ones. Oh, I
1: mean like the Uncharted collection,
0: right? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, Yeah, they are literally like Sony's go-to remaster studio. And that's something they
1: need, because apparently all they want to do is fucking remaster The Last of Us. (laughs) Again... (laughs) Do we know if that's still happening? I hope it's not. I think it is, (laughs) unfortunately.
0: (laughs) It's depressing.
1: Um, So, yes, this is not official news, but the series of mistakes that would have been required for this to have happened, like, I don't know if that came through fully, but, like, an image was uploaded a snapshot of characters from the first party games and included was Demon Souls. Like, someone had to make that, you know, put the logo Yeah, in. no,
0: I'm with you. Because it was definitely, like, it was a lack for like logo. I guess photo, I don't know, had PlayStation's logo, the studio's logo mm. on a backdrop of different first party characters. Yeah. And for them to make a custom, would for there to be a custom one that is different, I mean, just look, for Blue Point, it must be something.
1: Anything's possible. Like, maybe that dude was just sitting there and his boss was like, oh, yeah, do one for, you know, HammerSmith.
0: And he was like, oh, yeah, Blue Point? Yeah, cool, no worries. And he just like. <laughs> maybe. Or something else that might happen is that they go to, like, their design team and go hey so there's things in the works and we don't know exactly what's going to happen but as soon as we can announce it we want to just be able to announce it yeah so make make something for these developers along this along these lines and then we'll post the ones that we need to when we need to and yeah. there's maybe there's a chance that they they had this on the back burner it just didn't happen like the deal never happened and then the person from uh, PlayStation Japan just got given the wrong image to post.
1: Yeah, it just makes so much sense. Honestly, I would have been more excited about this than House Mark, just because I loved the Demon
0: Souls remake. Yeah, they did a very, very good job with that it, one for sure.
1: I was kind of thinking like I'd like to boot it back up again. You mentioned it last week i think it looked like obviously vastly different but i think that was more visually impressive than ratchet it's really different good art
0: styles but i know what you mean it's so good like and like the lighting and things was yeah no ray tracing though so like is it really that good
1: <laughs> <laughs> if uh, i don't yes. see the
0: rt letters then i don't really want to play it i don't get out of bed for anything less <laughs> i don't get out of bed if it doesn't have an rt 60 mode you know it i'm is... not doing that i
1: i do wonder though that blue point pushed back like obviously uh,
0: who knows like there's still no it uh, It seems weird to me too that they would so avidly state their independence yeah just like the u.s did traitors i respect what you did what a great country <laughs> for everyone listening at home i am a u.s citizen so <laughs> dual citizen which is in itself a betrayal <laughs> a betrayal of what kale of the u.s or a betrayal of australia of the Commonwealth. i was a u.s citizen first of the crown <laughs> Again, we spoke about this. Sorry, we shouldn't do this again. Fuck the crown. Let's move on. <laughs> Look, I, I hope it does go through because I think it's a really good thing for Sony to have because, again, Demon's Souls was a fantastic remaster, a mm. remake, I guess, um, and they've done some very good remastering work as well. And I, At the same time, like if it doesn't go through, it's not like they're going to stop doing that.
1: No, it's true. Like, money is money, and uh, we all have money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> money, please.
1: All right, moving right along. In the final piece of acquisition news for the week, it has been confirmed that Sony has acquired Nix's, a Dutch studio that is perhaps best known for its long collaboration with studio Crystal Dynamics. The studio specialises in PC ports, and unlike Housemark or even Bluepoint Games, if that particular deal ends up being true, they don't work on original IP and will instead serve as a support team across the entire first party. Nix's will be a massive boon to Sony's PC strategy, freeing up the other first-party studios to work on new games and simultaneously improving the quality of the ports themselves. Horizon Zero Dawn was notoriously rough when it first came to PC, whereas Shadow of the Tomb Raider, one of Nix's, is still seen as a benchmark title for PC users to test out new graphics cards. You're not a PC guy, Govinda, but this is a pretty strategic purchase.
0: Yeah, strategic in that first-party studios don't have to worry about it anymore.
1: Yeah, and they're not set up for it. Like, they're not... (laughs) You know, this was kind of the joke. Like, Death Stranding came to PC and it was pretty great. And then Horizon Zero Dawn came. They actually invented the Decima engine. And, you know, Kojima Productions did a better
0: job of porting a Decima engine game (laughs) to the PC. Look... And it makes sense that a Sony first party isn't great at making PC games.
1: Yeah, I think this is where a little bit of my illiteracy comes in, because I'm like, surely it begins on PC, but obviously there's
0: a lot more to it than that. I, look, I, I don't even know. I don't develop things. But my understanding is they make it on a PC. Yeah. But you're making it for a specific platform. So you're always optimizing for a PlayStation dev kit that you have in a PlayStation, like the PlayStation system. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's like they don't make a PC game and then port it. They make a PlayStation game on a PC.
1: Yeah. It's not like you just put it in the folder marked PC and it just like <laughs> goes copying. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. You don't change the file extension Yeah. To exe and be like, oh, it's good now.
1: So again, this is like this isn't as sexy as the Bethesda deal, but of the three, this is gonna streamline the process because we know other Sony game, uh, first party games are coming to PC.
0: So yeah, this is nice. Y- yeah, and I think it just reaffirms that Sony is not gonna stop making PC ports. Yeah, and they shouldn't. Like, if, if anything, they're gonna double down.
1: Once again, it's only good if you're a PlayStation fan. It means more money. It means more resources. It's a good thing. Make them
0: PC Master Race guys happy. They're never happy. They're never happy mm. because they're always updating drivers and tinkering with settings and like you're never happy. All right. Well, look, there's not too much to talk about on that one. Um, so we are just going to move along. And I you know, don't want to just bog this down. with just acquisitions galore. Uh, so we're, we're going to move into the next one, which is kind of a, uh, an expansion or I guess a confirmation of some news we had last week. Last week's rumour was true, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a director's cut version which will allow for a native PS5 version of the game in addition to including a new story expansion on the island of Iki called Ghost of Ikishima. This is not a standalone expansion however, and will serve as add-on DLC for players that already own the game. The PS5 version will benefit from haptic feedback, adaptive triggers and 3D audio, as well as Japanese lip-sync. The expansion will offer new areas to explore, an entirely new narrative with new quests, new armor for Jinnah's Horse, minigames, techniques, enemy types, and more. I don't know what the more is, but it's gonna be there, okay? Be excited! Pre orders for the director cut are available now, and in a cool twist, this will allow you to play the PS4 version today. Saved progress can be freely transferred to the PS5 version when it launches on the 20th of August. There is some other information in here about kind of the pricing that's going on, but it is very convoluted and a little bit fucky.
1: Yeah, um, you know, look into it. But basically, they have this leads into what we were talking about earlier, where, like, this process needs to be easier. <laughs> like, there's so much, like fiddling with PS4 to PS5 versions what if you already have like an existing
0: save at least you know your save will carry over the save will transfer but it's more like if you have like the PS4 version and you want to upgrade to the PS5 director's cut You're going to pay like, uh, it's it's all in US dollars. I think it's like 30 bucks. Mm. But if you have the PS4 director's cut and you want to upgrade that to the PS5 director's cut, you'll pay like an extra 10 bucks. To round it all up, it sounds like it's $10 to get a PS5 upgrade and $20 for the expansion.
1: Yeah, I guess this is all compounded by the fact that
0: not everyone that wants a PS5 has one. If you're going to plan to play this on a PS5, you just buy the PS5 director's cut and play it on PS4 for now. But then you finish it, you've paid more for it, and you don't want to play it on your PS5 when you get that. It's fine, though, Gavinda, because Sony believes in generations. (laughs) And this is
1: all going to be fine one day. (laughs) They're just, like, I don't know, just at some point.
0: I feel like at least in the first year of this console, just give me the updates. Like, give me the the PS5 upgrade should just be free, Mm. and the DLC is 20 bucks. You this are. is the
1: annoying part, too, because this might sound negative, but you and I are both very excited for this. It's just that you got to do this whole rigmarole about it every time. I'm just this getting annoyed. News.
0: Like, I, There was text in this for me to read about the pricing, and I just was like, I'm not doing that, because it's so... It's far. convoluted. Especially because we have the US prices. The, the the text here has all the conversions to Australian dollars, and I just refuse to read that many numbers, and I don't think you wanted to listen to it. So look it up yourself. It is really dumb, but hey, I'm still hyped, and I'm going to get it, so whatever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm actually, like, kind of basing what I'm going to play around this now. So, like, when this comes out in August, I'm going to actually beat this game. What a great opportunity to jump back in. And there'll be new content in it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got that. i got the platinum on that already. And so it'll just be straight into the new content. And I'm super hyped for that. I'm hoping that it's not, like, I don't know how they'll do it. But I just want it to be, like, challenging. Or at least I want to be able to make it challenging. Or, or uh, like, I, I'm just concerned that it's going to get to a point where they're like, oh, no, you've actually gone too far in the story. So you're going to need to start again. And that's going to really bug me too.
1: I imagine th- there's like a point of no return, right? I didn't get to the last
0: island. I don't have a I don't have an actual
1: answer for that. Here's one for you though. When you played it, had they added that um lethal Difficulty, Because I remember that being a thing. Uh,
0: if they did, I didn't play it.
1: That might be what you want. It's cool. Like, rather than, um, you know, just boosting enemy health, like, it makes it more deadly. So, like, they'll kill you in, you know, like, one to two. Oh, well, it's probably, like, three to four good hits, but it's the same the other way. But so you'll kill them quicker, quicker. It's more like you actually have to master the blocking and, like...
0: Yeah, I'm actually... I might be down with that because it yeah. is such a good game for that where you can just... I don't know. The combat is such a win. Like, I'm so excited for any sequel that they make.
1: Yeah, no, whenever, wherever we get that. But this will be nice to hold us over. And
0: Yeah, and I actually had no idea they were doing an expansion like DLC. Like, I, I don't remember them ever saying they were doing it. So the fact that they are, I'm, I'm for it. I, even, like, the Legends multiplayer add-on, I didn't expect
1: that. So this is Especially all... Especially for free. Yeah, th- this is all good news. Um, and, yeah, look forward to that. I guess uh, we'll have some more thoughts on that. Or at least I will, because I never finished the base game.
0: I'll be interested to talk to you about it once you finally finish it.
1: Mm. Govinda, Konami has officially confirmed that they are currently in partnership with developer Blueber Team to work on a title, which has further fueled the Silent Hill rumor mill. Website Video Game Chronicle, who initially reported on a partnership between the two companies earlier this year, maintained that Blueber Team is working on a Silent Hill property. In addition, VGC also stated that Konami has outsourced at least one other Silent Hill project to another prominent Japanese developer. Silent Kojima! Come up oh, <laughs> Silent Hill has come up a lot recently, and it should be noted that the PS5 app from mysterious developer Blue Box Studios was delayed again, this time on the day it was supposed to go live, until August. Hassan Karaman cited his team's exhaustion, as
0: the reason why it's almost like getting too much now, like, what is happening with Silent Hill? Uh, I don't know, probably really good PR, I don't know, but I think <laughs> it's um, I, th- I actually didn't know that VGC had said that they had outsourced it to I-, I just thought this killed the Silent Hill rumors for Kojima, but really it's just adding fuel to the fire, Cause yeah. Because if, the, if they've outsourced it to another prominent Japanese developer, mm. I'd say Kojima san.
1: Word on the street is that, uh Konami is looking to outsource a lot of its stuff because they're not really making games anymore. A lot of things. Yeah, what they do
0: like pachinko machines, whatever they're called. Yeah, who knows?
1: (laughs) Who knows? They just do like
0: gambling now. That's all they do.
1: Yeah, it's funny. They actually have like um, health centers in Japan. Like they run like gyms and stuff. It's they're a really weird company. But anyway, it seems like Silent Hill's coming back in a few different places. And if you don't know who Bloober Team is, I don't really like them. They did this game called Layers of Fear, which was average as fuck. (laughs) I don't know that they... uh, I mean, I think Layers of Fear was like a decently successful game, but I don't know that they have the pedigree to do a game with this much history. I feel like it might do more damage than it's worth. But who knows? I'd love to be surprised. Speaking of Kojima... In what is certainly the most embarrassing news of the week, a group of PlayStation loyalists have started a Change.org petition to have Hideo Kojima's purported Xbox exclusive game cancelled. These fans describe Kojima's act as a, quote, betrayal, <laughs> insisting that the author has been, quote, blinded by greed and that he should return to the, quote, winning side. <laughs> Kojima is a free agent, and despite signing a deal to bring Death Stranding exclusively to PlayStation consoles, there are reports he is currently in talks to create a cloud-based experience for Microsoft, leveraging the power of the computer giant's Azure servers. At the time of writing, 539 sad little neckbeards have signed the petition.
0: (laughs) I read ahead and I I had to turn away from the microphone and not laugh because I read the sad little neckbeards part. I hate these people.
1: It's so funny, isn't it? Like You forget how... Petty people, Petty, can be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter, dude. Nothing matters. That's my motto in life. You belong to us, Kojima.
1: You are oh, out. No.
0: If anything, if anything, we owe Xbox One, you know? Yeah, we've had it for so long. Yeah, we've had it for ages. I mean, look, it like I certainly
1: don't care, but it would probably be weird to see like a Kojima exclusive Xbox game just because I don't know that that's happened off the top of my head.
0: I don't think they've ever had an exclusive. They have had some metal gears, I don't know which ones, but they've definitely had a couple like metal gear ports and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they've ever had an exclusive Kojima game.
1: Yeah, it's it like it it yeah, it feels a little wrong but like to actively sign your name to something to try and get it changed
0: <laughs> is like a step and beyond. <laughs> like the winning side get fucked the the bit that i think is hilarious is like the petition only asks for 100 signatures as if that's going to make any uh, difference
1: uh i think that was when you sent it to me so when you get to 100 it goes to 1000 when i looked at it it was yeah 530 uh, okay
0: i i thought it was kind of like a go fund me where you put down how many you want yeah no i think it keeps uh, going up in increments uh okay okay i was going to say i was like man that's like such a sad <laughs> amount like ultimately oh, get 100 and That'll change the decisions for millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, like, ultimately nothing happens. Even if you get it to whatever stretch goal you need, it's just, <laughs> it's just meant I to be. I want to look into that.
0: I want to see if any petition.org petitions have made a difference anywhere. Yeah, I'm sure they have. I'm sure you would find an example of... I, I'm not doubting it, but I'm also... I'm sceptical. I'm sceptical yeah. they've ever made a difference. This one is particularly pathetic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think yeah, neckbeards is the best way to describe anyone who signed this petition. As someone that can
1: sometimes grow a dirty little neck beard, I actually uh I take offense to that term. I don't You wrote I, it. You know what? <laughs> I don't really know what a neck beard is. Is that when you just don't shave below
0: your neckline and you just get that little fuzzy bit? Uh look, let's 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 put a pin in that one for okay. next week. Okay. We'll, we'll do a little bit of research into what an actual neckbeard is, because mm. it's one of these things that, like... I think of a neckbeard like a brony. Yeah, but there must be a physical, like, description of... Like what? It's just, I'm assuming just someone so unkempt that they've they got a beard. Yeah. But it, it also strays all the way down their neck. Yeah. Like, but it's it's less about the physical attribute of a neck beard and it's more about who they are as people. It's a lifestyle. So I think, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lifestyle, much like being a brony. Yeah, well look. So I think let's, let's put a pin in that. You should take a note of this and we should look into it like actually what a neck beard is and we'll loop back around next week.
1: And the thing is like just to really put a pin in it. Not all neckbeards are bronies, but all bronies are neckbeards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, if you don't know what a brony is, please do yourself a favour and just look at the sad, sad lives of a brony.
1: Is that a thing? Surely it's not a thing
0: anymore. Oh, dude. Brony, you don't choose brony. Brony chooses you, okay? <laughs> these I like to think that people who decide to be bronies, they're lifers. I'm down for life. <laughs> they wear the fedora. They love their my little ponies. Mm. I don't know. Nothing, hey, look, n- I don't judge. Matters. You're welcome here. Nothing matters. All
1: of you. Come come one, come all.
0: <laughs> I do judge. It's about a 50-50 on this podcast. I right. definitely judge you if you're a brony. <laughs> you can still listen. We'll have a good time. I don't need to know you. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> but we got Kale here, and he's all for it. So, like,
1: I 50 judge. 50. I judge you if you idolise, say, George Washington over King George the Third. Like, I'll I'll judge you for that. But the the brony thing, that's fine. Whereas
0: I won't. So again, fifty <laughs> fifty. We're always fifty fifty here. Yeah,
1: it's beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: I think it's about time that we move into the feature of the week, Kale. What do you got for me this week? Uh,
1: this week we have. Uh, A piece entitled, How PlayStation is Failing Indie Developers. It was written by Liam Croft of PushSquare.com. As always, we're going to read the lead, and only the lead. (laughs) No plagiarism here, Govinda.
0: No, 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 no. Definitely, like, just under the amount that would be considered plagiarism. Just the tip. But it is just enough for you to want to read more, and you should.
1: And as always, you'll find links in the description below. So... As Sony focuses its first-party efforts on delivering a wide range of PlayStation 5 blockbusters, the company is starting to fail the independent developers that produce the vast majority of games available on the PS Store. Smaller teams are struggling to work out how to put their own titles on sale, navigating a mazy back-end and debating whether they should continue with ports to Sony consoles at all, following disappointing sales figures. It's a story we've heard before in fits and starts, with various indie studios suggesting all is not well behind the scenes here and there. However, a new outcry from the development community has brought about another wave of legitimate criticism. Govinda, this all stems from a tweet thread started by Ian Garner, the co-founder of Neon Doctrine, in which he aired some of his frustrations, let's say. Uh, He did not directly name Sony to begin with, but it became increasingly apparent who he was talking
0: about. (laughs) Yeah, look, honestly, reading through this, it sounds like a pain. Like, it sounds like a really, really painful experience to have to deal with Sony to get your game published. And uh, the one thing that really stood out to me is, I always just assumed that if you want to discount your game, you can just go like, oh, this is the price now, we're going to discount it by this percentage done, and it's up on the store on the discounts. Uh, But apparently, you you have to be invited by Sony to be included in their deals. And sometimes it can take years. Sometimes you just don't get it, or sometimes you'll only get, like, once a year they'll offer it to you. You can't even, like, market yourself well on the store. There's no way to, like, boost yourself to the front. You just kind of get what you're given.
1: Which is apparently, like, a really... And Liam's piece goes into this. This is a really marked difference between the experience on even, say, the Nintendo eShop, or especially the uh
0: Microsoft store, which is
1: apparently the best of the bunch.
0: <laughs> yeah, they go into like the back end systems for a lot of them and uh, I think uh Nintendo there's there's like two sit two systems they'll use to like one is to do all your patches and updates and the other one is just to do like the back end stuff in the store. And Sony seems to have a lot of different ones and even to the point where there was a a studio that made their own guide about how to work in Sony's backend yeah. to like submit <laughs> patches and get approvals and change your ratings or change some wording or change your, like, your artwork and stuff like that. So it just seems like a really awful system. And I think, especially with the Microsoft part, Microsoft is a master of software. And just the user experience it sounds like yeah, just the user exactly right and Sony's not that like they're a hardware they're a hardware company first and foremost yeah and their hardware is great but it it just makes so much sense to me that the software that drives all of it is fucked and it all stems from me not being able to change my fucking PSN gamer tag <laughs> for literally 15 years which is so funny <laughs>
1: still and then even term.
0: when they got it to work they're like It's kind of fucky. Like, oh, I didn't even bring it up. I don't even, I told you. I changed my gamertag again. Because I changed it once. They got the free one. I paid for it to get changed again. It never changed. And they took my money. That sucks. Which really just, again, highlights how shitty PlayStation and Sony are at just like back end support of things. Yeah, I think what it is from my little Googling, someone in another region must have my PSN name but it was available in my region. Mm. So they let it go through, but then the back end side of things didn't change it because someone already has it. God. So man. I literally have an email sitting at the, like the oldest email in my inbox is just like that transaction so I can call support and get them to give me my money back. Yeah. But I just, it's like, it's like, what, five bucks. I just don't care enough yeah, to go well. through the effort. And <laughs> <laughs> they win this time. It's the point. Um, I think the part of this that shocked
1: me is like PlayStation sales have really picked up and I mean, like, specifically the sales, like the, you know, like the JRPG sale they'll do, or like the weekend indies or something. I thought developers would just do that themselves. Like, And the other thing is, I see a lot of the same games discounted over and over. Always. Like, yeah, like it's always Assassin's Creed Valhalla.
0: It's always... It's always the big ones. Yeah. and a... Which shows their kind of shift, because there was a time where Sony was, like, they would be all in on indie. They were just advertising that, like, they were the indie platform, and then they're just not now. Like, they just don't care. Liam goes into that saying
1: that, you know, if you've got a project manager, that's, um, you know, but how to get one is, like, a whole other thing. Like, the big games get given them. If you're a little guy, like, you have no go-between. You're just essentially... Contacting an automated response system. Like, as you say, like, even trying to get in contact with customer service as a customer is a nightmare with PlayStation.
0: <laughs> like... Well, it's not as a nightmare. It's just I don't want to have to deal with it. I've done it before and I'll do it again. And it's fine. It's just I don't want to have to call them and deal with it for five bucks. But I think they talk a lot about how. There are updates that go through the back end, and like some developers are seeing an improvement, and they maybe see that it is going towards something a little more streamlined. Yeah. Um, but I think the lack of communication between Sony and them to get like insight about what they need to do to get invitations. And you were saying about the managers, like they don't even know how to get the invitations,
1: which is insane.
0: <laughs> it's like, and it sounds, it sounds like they're spread very thin yep. in that they talk about how you might not get a reply, you'll email through to your. Project manager and you won't get a reply for a month maybe
1: it actually it sounds like the outer worlds where it's like you know <laughs> report to your manager but if your manager's dead like well you're just sorry <laughs> like you're on your own yeah there's
0: no there's no replacement it's just uh I think the saddest part was like right towards the end where they're talking about how some developers are like, it's not worth it. Like we don't get statistics about our sales from day one until about a month after it happens. Whereas on Nintendo and Microsoft, we're getting them same day. Um, So they don't really even know if it's worth it until 30 days later. And then even if they do, because it's so hard to get visibility in the store, it sounds like PlayStation is their weakest platform in terms of sales.
1: Yeah, for indies specifically, like you've got to imagine that, like, that makes perfect sense to me. Like, say something like um, Darkest Dungeon. It's just kind of awesome on the Switch. Like, I could imagine indie selling better on Switch just for the portability.
0: also because on Switch you just go to new and it will show you every new game that's come out oh, in, a, okay. in a list. Yeah, but it's also kind of a shit show too. I hate the eShop. <laughs> yeah, to an extent. But I guess, like, I don't even remember what it was. It wasn't this article, but there was someone who was just talking about, like, their experience on the PlayStation store on a PS5 right now and what they see. Yeah, And they're like, the first thing you see is you boot it up and you see a game you already own, Ratchet and Clank, first and foremost. Yeah, And then it goes into like a bunch of other huge AAA games. Then it goes to all the pre-orders, like pre-order all these exclusive games. And like you, you don't even, there is no representation of indies on the front of the store. No, you got to know what you're looking for to find it. So it even gets to the point where, like, right at the end of the article, they're like, "There's developers that are even questioning whether or not to bring their games to PlayStation because it's n- such a small amount of their sales at the end of the day, yeah, and the amount of effort it takes to do it, it's just not worth it. It's like, it's like for me, it's like for five bucks, is it worth me calling PlayStation support? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I've got to imagine, like, for the average user, like, I, I'm I'm a broken
1: individual, and sometimes I just open the PlayStation Store. Actually, more and more often, it's the app. The app is actually kind of decent. I, I'll just scroll through new games, and I'll just keep going through, and you see a lot of weird little games, and I keep scrolling past them because, you know, maybe they don't have great box art. I have no idea what they are. Like,
0: it's just... Yeah, they just used to have a real focus on it, and I don't know when it shifted. But it definitely they just gave up on that.
1: To me, it seemed like halfway through PS4 that just stopped being a thing. Like you know, we got... they used to
0: do all the E3 conferences that would have like the indie showcases. Yeah, stuff, yeah, right?
1: yeah. And it's I guess it's just down to what they consider an indie. We were talking about this earlier, but like, Kenner Bridge of Spirits is a multi-million dollar project. Like that is not an indie game. I'm talking like we're talking about you know made in a spare bedroom on a shoestring budget. That's an indie.
0: We're talking like because like one of my one of my favorite games for the last maybe like five, 10 years was Stardew Valley. That's an indie game. Yeah. That's a fucking indie game. That's one dude making a game that is ridiculously fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have Kenna Bridge of Spirits made by a hundred people for millions of dollars. And I, I get that they're not owned by anyone. Yeah. But, <laughs> so by definition, they're independent, sure. But that feels like a not quite the same thing.
1: It's just one of those terms like, you, you know, in, like music, like an indie band is like Death Cab for Cutie, but they're not. An independent band, like they have a record <laughs> label, they're massive. Yeah. It's, but you know, kind of what they're talking. It's like a feeling. It's like it's like a feeling. It is like a great. It's like feeling. Super Meat
0: Boy, you know, like it's made by two people in their bedroom. That's an indie game.
1: Yeah. Look, anyway, it's um, it's it's, it's something kinda sad. It is a little, and because I don't even play indies anymore, and maybe this is part of it, just because I don't.
0: That's what I think it is, because there was that point where PlayStation pushed it so much, and I was playing a lot of indie games. Yeah. And now I just don't. I blame Sony for my my poor taste. <laughs> I blame Sony for a lot of things, and yeah, that's one of them too.
1: <laughs> um, look, all right. I think we can wrap it up there. Uh, hopefully, the situation will improve. Honestly, don't think it will. Like, even with this report, like, and the the waves it generated,
0: maybe it might be. It might be something. I just they need to just pay someone a lot of money to fix a lot of their systems. Govinda, let's wrap this up. Where can the good folks find us? Just like everyone on the internet, you have Instagram, and I know it. So, <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to go in there and you're going to type in at long live pod, and you're going to follow it. And then you're going to go through all of the photos and you're going to like all of them. They're funny. Okay. I put a lot and of effort into those. And then what you're going to do those. is you, you probably don't have a Twitter because at least in Australia, Twitter is definitely not a huge platform. But what you're going to do is you're going to go on Twitter, you're going to make a funny little handle, <laughs> a funny little at, and then you're going to search at Long live Pod, and you're going to give us a follow. And you don't know what a retweet is, but you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> you're going to like it, you're going to retweet it, and we're going to have a great time. And while we're on the subject, you
1: can leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. That's Honestly, down. please do. That's slowed down. That's slowed
0: down. Let's get one more this week. We're going to aim for one review this week. If we don't get a new review on the
1: podcast platform, I'm going to punt my sausage dog over the back fence. And you don't want that
0: to happen. No he one wants a that.
1: He's a beautiful young man. Dog. All right. That's all I've got. I'm getting out of here, kavinda
0: Yeah, I'm a bit sweaty. All right. Bye. Okay, we'll Talk bye. to you later. Bye. <laughs>